this is Sinelli Jayampati, your host for the podcast More Than a Day Job. This week, my guest is Praveeni Chamatka, who has opened up my eyes to a career that I didn't even know existed fashion graphic designing. Together, we talk about everything from the value of trusting your gut to forging your own path in life despite what everybody around you says, and even the burnout and mental health impact of forcing yourself to fit in a box. This is sure to be a firecracker of an episode, so do join me for this conversation with Praveeni Chamatka. Welcome Chamatka, an up-and-coming designer and illustrator that I'm super excited to have uh, on my podcast episode today. Um, So we're going to be really upfront and say I have, before sort of discovering you, I had didn't have much of awareness of what your job involves or what your uh, day-to-day work looks like and what you know how you got there so I'm actually really curious uh, to learn about it for myself because I just like learning about new things Uh, but also I'm hoping if there are any other kids or anyone listening out there who's thinking of going into this uh, uh, career as an illustrator as a designer um, that this is something that they can find something useful out of our conversation today. So welcome, and I'm super excited. Uh, so did you, did you want to introduce yourself quickly and tell us a little bit about what you do and, you know, about your daily life and what it involves? Yeah, for sure. And um, thank you for having me, Sinelli. Um, <laughs> I'm an independent designer and an illustrator okay. from Sri Lanka. And um, my design niche is fashion graphic design, which is like, a niche within fashion where fashion graphic design, fashion design and graphic design overlap. So that's my sort of like freelance design gig. And I'm also an illustrator um, and I draw for like fun and it turned out to be something that I can make money off of. So that's, that's amazing. Um, And um, as for my background, I went to school in Kandy, Sri Lanka, and I got into um, the Bachelor of Design program at the Department of Integrated Design, University of Moratua. And I have been sort of, after I decided to niche down to like uh, fashion graphic design, I have been practicing as a designer for um, almost two years, I think now. Um, so it was late 2019, I guess about an year or so. Uh, so I'm still new to this, yeah. but um, I have like, I think I have it like in control, um, at, like at the moment. So oh, I love the yeah. confidence. I love the confidence. <laughs> I mean, there's so much to unpack there, and I think it speaks more to my ignorance than anything else. I didn't really know that we had a, a design integrated design institute at Moratua. Like that in itself is new information <laughs> for me. <laughs> um, so how did you, like what did you study for Elvis? Did you study arts? Did you always did you know you wanted to go into uh, design? Yes, so um, let me start with how I find out, found out about it and then like go from there. So when I was around 10, 11 years old, okay. um, I was already sort of like obsessed with drawing and like I was obsessed with Disney princesses and, yeah. you know, um, and growing up, I didn't have access to like stickers of like princesses, at least like where I grew up. Like we didn't get the cool stuff. So I ended up just drawing them on my like school books just so I can have like pictures of them. 
um, and then that evolved into me experimenting with like new designs for them, like you know, putting them in like different dresses and creating whole like new princesses just for fun. Yeah. And when I was around like 10, 11, my cousin got into this particular degree, a Bachelor of Design degree uh, in the University of Moratu. And like she's like, sort of like chose fashion design as her specification. And I went, oh, um, like the thing that I do for fun, I can actually do as a job, like sign me up, where do I sign? <laughs> so like, like a life think, moment in your head. Exactly. Okay. My, I guess that was like my very first light bulb moment. Yeah. And um, from that point onwards, I kind of, I guess, um, adjusted my goals towards getting into that degree. Okay. And um, I did get sort of sidetracked from it a little bit during like my A-levels. Um, I'll get into that later because it's like a whole other thing to unpack. Okay. Um, so my mom always encouraged my drawing and like, you know, me drawing for fun even. Yeah. But I think like nobody around me really encouraged me to pursue it as a career. Mm -hmm. Instead, um, so uh, right after O-levels, yeah. I, I got like A's for all the subjects. So everybody immediately told me, okay, you have to do bio, you have to get into med school, you have to become a doctor. And that's like the thing. And growing up, I was the kid who's like slightly above average in like, you know, marks and stuff. Yeah. So everybody kept like high hopes on like how I would perform. And like, I think a lot of people expected me to go into med, med school and like, you know, become a doctor. Yeah, and William, familiar. I, <laughs> no, you know how it is in brown yeah. households. You yeah. have to become a doctor, or like you said earlier, like like before we recorded, start recording. You have to either become a doctor, an engineer, or a lawyer. Those are like the handful of options that you have. And um, so the fact that the degree didn't require for me to do art per se. Okay. Uh, for A levels, I think that made me like kind of okay with doing bio. Um, I remember like specifically right after like O levels, um, my I went to visit this relative of mine with my parents, mm -hmm. and they had two daughters who are doing excellent, who are doing excellently. Sorry, I can't like I, <laughs> I my my stream of thoughts get interrupted with um. Actually, I don't know I, how to phrase that either. Who are excelling? Excelling. Yeah, there you go. Excelling in there. their perspective <laughs> fields. Yes. Yeah. So um, they were like, ah, oh, you have nine is don't, don't bother doing arts. Like do, do science subjects. Like the, uh -huh. the, you're going to waste your sort of Potent entire potential if you don't do like this or that. And I even the I young remember, people are conditioned to say the same thing. Like, you know, it's not just the adults. Like, even the young people have heard that for so long that they're going around parroting it as well. Definitely. That has been definitely trickled down to, like, the younger generations as well. So um, I remember feeling in my gut that that wasn't, like, the right thing for me. And I wanted to do art so badly. Yeah. And... Um, I remember thinking, hey, I'm just a kid. I don't have enough experience to like make a, such a big like decision. Yeah. And I guess I can still get into that degree if everything goes wrong. 
uh, but I'll try doing this thing then. And and then that that was so, sort of my mindset going into A levels. Okay. And kind so of justified it um, yourself. Yeah, because you know it's just when you're around like 16, 17, you are kind of an adult, but not really. And like, you're still like very much a kid. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I don't think at 27, I am an adult even. Like, so <laughs> I'm still like, so, so, you, so um, you kind of got directed into um, sort of into the science stream and doing bio. Yeah. Um, and so did you, did you like go through with it for your A-levels or did you? I did. Like, apart? But I think like, so into like doing bio and like, you know, I did biology, chemistry and physics. Mm -hmm. And I remember about three months before the final exams, I was sitting in my physics class and I was thinking, what am I doing here? This is not what I wanted to do. And I was like struggling also because um, I'm not the type of person to go to classes from say nine to five and then come home, have a wash, and then study from 5 to 10 p.m. No, that's not me. <laughs> and I was struggling so much. And I think I've always been a creative person and not being able to create as much really had a big impact on my mental health. So um, I was kind of feeling burned out. So sitting, the, sitting down at physics class with my tutor, I kept thinking to myself, what am I doing here? This is not what I wanted to do. And I think that day a switch, you know, went off and I got back to like the mindset of, okay, no, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into that degree. I'm doing the bare minimum to get into that degree. But then when I got into it, when I got into the degree, I felt all like, yes, I should listen to my gut because I know, I know what I want. Yeah. And uh, there is like, I like that whole thing of all oh, these people have better experience than me that does not apply because I'm like my own person and I have a unique experience with life so that's how like that whole roller coaster went until yeah. I got into the university but um, you know I got through it and here I am <laughs> I mean I think you know I can't even imagine because I know from my friends and from my experiences just how stressful and just how difficult doing local A-levels is, and then to have to do it in something that you don't really care about, but just to satisfy, like, you know, what people think you should be doing. And it's probably well-intentioned. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think any, like, those people have uh, bad intentions for you. Like, even the relatives, like, they're doing it out of, they think, they, they think they're doing their best, with, you know, they're giving the best yeah. advice. But, like, sometimes, like you said, like, you do know what you want. Like, you do have in your gut. And each one's different, right? Like each one's their own individual person. So Definitely. I think it's impressive that you managed to get through and you managed to get yourself into university. Like that just blows my mind. Like that's super hard. So yeah, I think you should give yourself a round of applause for that one. Um, so just to talk a little bit then about your sort of journey from um, from uni into, into working and careers. How, what did that look like? So was there... Did you already know straight out of uni what you you know that you wanted to start up your own um your own venture and work for yourself or um so I actually dropped out of university to pursue um okay like fashion graphic design because mm -hmm. again it came to a point also I love the fact that none like some of my relatives still don't know that I've dropped out and here I am 
talking about it. But I think it's okay. The listeners of this podcast could surely use my experience, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um, so uh, like fun, fundamental like design foundation period was about one and a half years. And then you get like into like streams of like, you know, subjects and like fields, design fields. So I got into fashion and lifestyle design, which I was really stoked for. Mm-hmm. And I did one semester, which was six months or so. And while while learning actual like fashion design, um, I, I realized that what I like really lies between fashion design and graphic design. And what I was doing at university, the coursework, it was an it, it's a really good like syllabus, but it wasn't for me. Like the subjects that I saw didn't excite me, and um, I kind of looked into like okay, what what do I like? I think it came with me severely burning out after one project that we had to like do a design, and I knew I had so much potential in me, and I couldn't channel it into this garment. And that really, that, I think that, that was like the moment that a lot of, um, I guess, I was, I was struggling mentally during that period also. I think feeling like I was not putting out my best work really, um, I guess, broke me down. And I went to like this really dark, mental space um and i i i realized that it wasn't exactly what i want to do like i know it's fashion i definitely know i wanted to be in fashion yeah but um the typical fashion designer did not that the role of typical fashion designer did not seem like exactly the right thing okay so I managed to sort of, so we had this um, module, which is a subject um, to learn about like fashion illustration. Okay. And we had to study various fashion illustrations, fashion illustrators and try to um, do their style. So while I was doing that, I was, I realized, oh, this is something that I can tap into like fashion visuals. And we had to create like, there are these things called mood boards yeah. for fashion design. Yeah. It's basically um, translating a concept that's in your head onto a tangible visual medium. Mm-hmm. And it's a really tricky thing to do because to be precise and to clearly communicate a precise concept is a very, very um, tricky thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I... I was making mood boards. Uh, my first three wasn't great, but then I got the hang of it and I really loved doing it. And I, I, I got the chance to do some from like some of my friends, not, not some of my friends, one of my friends yeah. um, who were like doing like their own project outside of university. So that opportunity made me realize, oh, like this is something that I really like. This is something that I can do. And um, from there, I went, I tried to sort of research 
what what this whole thing is okay and it came to a point where i realized okay so staying at university is not going to get me where i want to be okay yeah so it would rather like the i'm i'm not trying to like like degrade the experience that university was uh like going to offer me mm-hmm. but it's just that realization that particular set of skills or that particular uh output is not worth the input uh that i'll be giving in order in order to be where i want to be yeah so i talked to my lecturers about this i talked to lecturers from other institutes like other design institutes okay. um okay. and none of them really approved um dropping out like yeah. they, none of them really um encouraged it i had some lecturers who were really encouraging to like follow like my own path mm-hmm. um okay and but in my experience with like research and like i i have been i try i managed to freelance on like those freelancing websites just to get a hang of it yeah. and because i had such good results out of it um i knew that it it was going to work and um it eventually came to a point where in like i was torn between these two like things like doing this really fulfilling and my kind of work and getting a university degree graduating actually graduating yeah um because i already felt like i betrayed my parents once by doing this degree and now here i am trying to drop out of it and it was it, it really like i was really torn mm-hmm. but i was i was in therapy at the time to like deal with burnout and all the distress i was going through yeah um and that really helped me like clearly see what i want to do and to make the decision to drop out and not regret it so i really took my time i wasn't like oh i want to like i i i no longer want to do the degree i'm just going to drop out and you yeah. know hope for the best i really took my time and i laid a good foundation mm-hmm. so when i drop out i have i have a plan mm. and i know that i know that plan is going to like go well and um i think that's sort of what um helped me establish myself really like well right after like dropping out but um i should mention that the field that i'm in is like this might not be the case for every other field because in design and like creative thing creating creative fields like that they don't necessarily look for like the paper qualification like oh you have a bachelor of designs yes. you must be a good designer they look at your portfolio so mm-hmm. if you have a good portfolio and if you know what you're talking about if you're ex- if you have ex- if you have been exposed to good design you can get good work so i think that really worked in my favor yeah. and that's sort of how i got started Mm-hmm. um and okay, from can there just, uh can i just yeah, say, i'm just so glad that you 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 know you still took the leap of faith like cuz it is a leap of faith you know when you're trying it to is. decide between two parts and there's one that's you know that um that's like the accepted way it's what everyone else is doing it's what all the adults and like the sensible people around you are telling you should do um and you know it's so hard i don't think 
I don't think I would have the fortitude to, you know, go against the grain. It's like, I, I think because I'm very much, um, I don't like to disappoint people. So I, I would have had the same thought process you, you had you had as well. And I think it's amazing that you've, you've still got, you know, I know what I want. And going down this path, while it might get me a degree and tick a box, it won't get me where I want to go and it won't help me for what I need, want out of life and like, you know, what fulfills me. I mean, I think there's like two sides. So firstly, I'm just glad you did because, oh my God, I love your designs. Like, um, I had a whole thing like at the end to ask you about how I can get them like in the UK as well. So I'll come to that anyway. But yeah, I'm just grateful that you did huh? that. Uh, but I also think there's like you. another really seriously don't like it's it's amazing i love it uh but i think there was another really important message there in that you know you've recognized that this wasn't fulfilling and while it may get you like it may get you work and you could still be doing something that's broadly related to your interest it wasn't really what you were interested in and i i find like i i've got really i've got high, like a capacity to do a lot of work i'm I, I, generally I find like I can get through a lot of stuff but if, it, if I don't find it inspiring me or it's fulfilling me I get really frustrated even though I've achieved what I like meant to do and um, and I think there's like important message there like we don't prioritize that as much um, yeah in, in in our education systems and our I don't know our society in general we're just like you know as long as you get in uh you're doing you you look like you're doing well uh, career wise and you're getting paid yeah. for a job they're like the fulfillment doesn't really doesn't always matter as much so i think that that is a really important message there as well because you you're not yeah. really going to be happy are you just doing something just because that's what's expected definitely like you need the passion for it and you need to find somewhere to like you know, have, like you said, have that fulfillment of like, oh, like I did this thing and I'm like really proud about it, um, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think with my decision to drop out, it really helped me trust my gut this time because I knew last time I didn't, like the last time I didn't listen to my gut, I ended up wasting like two years of my life. Yeah. And um, I knew that I, I would have been much happier if I, if I had listened to my gut back then. So I'm going to do it this time. But still, like I like I said, I took a lot of time. I took months actually to like actually make the decision to not go on with it. Um, so what has, you know, so sort of forging your own path, like is there anything that's kind of been different from your expectations where you thought, oh, I thought that would be harder or I thought this would be that I would do this differently or... This, this is, I, I expected things to be a little easier. Is there anything like that that it's differed from what you expect? What you expected? Um, not exactly. So when I said I had a plan, mm. um, that plan didn't work out exactly the same way that I anticipated. Okay. But it ended up opening up a lot of like doors for me that I did not even think was possible. Mm -hmm. So for an instance. Um, after I dropped out, I got to work with this brand that I really loved. And I had researched that brand as a competitive, like um, competitive, I guess, brand in the market for the product that I was designing back in any days. 
so basically i i was doing a project and i had to make like this um product and during my market research i had identified this particular brand mm -hmm. as a competitive uh like competitor in the market and okay. after i dropped out like people like the founder of that brand approached me to work with them on like a very limited uh collection okay. which is not out yet because of covid and stuff but it felt like a full circle moment because i don't think if i went through with the if i didn't go go through with the decision decision to drop out and stay with the university and became like a uh like you know typical fashion designer i would have the chance to work with them or like go places i i've gone places like gone as in i've made accomplishments yeah that i did not think was possible and i did not anticipate okay. and this whole even my illustrations mm -hmm. i was drawing just for fun because for the first time i was free to create yeah. um as like how i wanted and it just blew up and that that was like an unintentional thing that happened my like whole collection of like illustrations and muses of ceylon which is what it, what it is called um that was a whole unexpected thing so what i'm trying to say here is even though i had a plan when i dropped out it worked it did work definitely but not exactly in the same way that i had anticipated so i wouldn't say there were any like challenges or like things that i like um like moments where i went oh, oh no i did not think this through or like i did not handle this well mainly because i had researched before making the decision so well so you were prepared so yeah i was prepared okay well and i just i just want to say you know the collection uh, muses of ceylon that's the that's the one i was talking about that i think is brilliant and i love it um how did that how huh? did that come about like what was the inspiration for it because it's so so different so radical that like i don't know it's impressive ah oh, thank you <laughs> um so again it it has the roots it it goes back to the period where i was debating whether to leave university or not so i was working on this project a fashion project um and we had to do a collection inspired by like sri like inspired by sri lankan i guess elements and you know stemmed from sri lanka okay for an international brand yeah um and i my research was based around the osaria which is a sari draping that is unique to sri lanka yeah and i did a lot of research on it and at this around the same time i was experimenting with like drawing digitally on my phone mm -hmm. and um i was i i remember thinking oh like it would be cool to like draw a woman in an osaria and like look make her look very badass yeah. i'm going to try that and i did it and i just posted it on my instagram without thinking much and um that got an overwhelming response from like the sri lankan community because i think as women we don't see ourselves in that light often especially oh. as like as sri lankan women yeah and i think like very oh. often uh, the very traditional woman is uh, is expected to be submissive is expected to be you know like very dainty very quiet very lady like you know so you kind of yeah. that expectation but you still use the traditional 
like a very traditional Osiria. Um, I mean, I like, yeah, I miss, like one thing I miss about here is like the opportunity to wear sari because I'm like, I, I used to, uh, I used to enjoy it as a kid, mainly because I didn't know how to drape it. So someone else had to do it. So I just stood there and like, it just happened for me. <laughs> and, <laughs> but yeah, like I, that's, a, that's why I think it is so impressive because you've taken like a, a very, something, something that's very traditional and sometimes has very, uh, very rigid expectations. Completely mm -hmm. subverted it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think you've, you've gotten what I was trying to communicate with my thesis. So yeah, I've done my job. Yeah, your message, your message definitely got through. Like it's one of my favorite things I've seen. Um, I think it's really, really impressive. Uh, but like, uh -huh. uh, you're, you're most welcome. Like you're free <laughs> to do more of that kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you've, uh, if you've noticed this, that's something I've realized just throughout chat is that pretty much every time you've decided you want to forge your own path and you're going to do it your way, which I think is really, really, really cool. Because you've got, okay, none of these existing uh, boxes fit my needs. I'm just going to make my own box, um, you know, and like, I'm not going to be willing to fall into any of these. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty cool, actually. Um, you've looked at what's out there and then you've just gone, you know, I'm just going to do my own thing. Um, yeah, that just, that's really, that's really cool. Uh, was there anything where, um, like any moment rather, where you thought, you know, because like, like I said, you're kind of forging your own path and you're kind of striking out on your own, but you felt like, oh, this is a little too difficult or like, I feel like giving up. Cause I think it's necessary to be honest about the difficult mm. parts of it as well, right? Definitely. So I think I've, I've never wanted to give up because I think I have such a strong passion towards this whole thing and because I in my experience I've gone through a phase where I did not have it before and now I have it yeah. I have such a like huge appreciation for it mm -hmm. um difficulties as in I do like things like finances and you know feeling like okay am I just wasting my parents money staying at home like um you know not earning or anything like that, and not contributing to the household. Um, and it felt like that during like the first few months or so. Okay. Um, at times when I was like, um, you know, I have this like really high days and really low days. So those thoughts would come during my very low days. Yeah. And eventually I would go, go into like being very grateful for being able to do what I want to do mm -hmm. and trying to, be conscious about what I can control, what I cannot control. So um, those were like the difficult times. Yeah. And now, now I think now I'm in a place where I can actually like provide for my parents. And, you know, so that's, I think that's a good evolution of how things were and how things are now. So um, those, I think those things are what, what's going to make you question your like decision to like pursue your passion when you can't put food on the table or um, you know things that aren't freely and aren't very um, I guess you know, um, things like money mm. but those things I, in my experience I've, I've managed to work around them and come to a point where they don't really matter um so yeah it's it's 
it's a learning like it's a learning thing i think yeah and also i think like that is always something that's thrown in the face of anyone person in the art or design or anything creative like oh you won't have like a regular income and stuff but there's really um people saying you know but you find your ways around it and you work and you work in different commissions you know you but there are ways around it but everyone definitely got this you know blinkered view that the only way to live is to have a regular salary every month and that's the only acceptable way so we're like oh no no you shouldn't consider that because that's yeah that's stable um yeah yeah i mean there's i know loads of people have said like going on that going striking out on their own doing the design and the art or you know their own thing they actually um find them more financially stable than their friends who've gone into this sort of if or been forced into something that they don't really like but they do just because it's a monthly like a stable yeah definitely uh what you know what would be your dream job like if you could uh like you know if the world like the full world was open like anything is possible what would be your dream job to do um i i want to do an illustrated cover for vogue okay. this has been like one of my consistent goals like that i have been adamant on like i'm i'm, I'm going to do it one day yeah because um one of the interesting things about vogue is that when they started out all mm-hmm. of their covers were illustrated and then recently during like the pandemic vogue mm-hmm. italia went back to illustrated covers after a while Okay. And even before seeing that, I was convinced I I'm going to do a cover for Vogue one day. Okay. And seeing that just, you know, reassured me okay like it's possible because like yeah. yeah, it's not just vintage Vogue, uh like modern Vogue can also do illustrated covers. So that's that's what something that I'm really looking forward to accomplishing. Yeah, the um, big dream, the big goal, right? Yes. Uh that that's that's pretty cool. You know, since your whole journey like you've come such a long way in such a short time as well since sort of launching your own brand and yourself as an illustrator as a fashion graphic designer like i think you know it is it is a testament to how good one how good you are at what you're doing but also your strength you know to keep coming back um and to make your own space in such a short time uh-huh. you know there are kids who are trying to figure out what their path in life is and that it'll be useful mm-hmm. for them But I mean, I'm learning a lot from this. So, but <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. So, thank you so much, Chamatka, for doing that. And Aww, thank you hope... for having me over. Oh, not at all. And I hope you've enjoyed that. And you hope you know enjoyed talking. Definitely. About... Yeah. Oh, as as before, like as a closing statement, I would like to say this because, um, like my friends, they sometimes like feel like. like they sometimes come up and tell me oh you did the smartest thing you could have done like because right after you left covid happened and now like our like academic stuff are just like stunted mm-hmm. um and and i feel like people think that um i think it's i guess what i'm trying to say is it's important to keep in mind that each and every one of us has a very unique like experience with life mm-hmm. so what worked for me may may not work for you because you are your own person with your own goals and aspirations and maybe you don't know what you want to do yet but it's fine as like long as you keep experimenting and doing things that you like so yeah that's that's the 
um sentence that i want to sort of like yeah. close this with i mean that is so very true that's absolutely because we're all you know different in our own unique ways we've all got something different um i don't think we're saying you know i don't think we're saying you know this worked for me so it's absolutely gonna work for everyone but at least it, it does give some hope and some strength yeah. like, you know with models a different part so that people know that it's an option uh which i think Definitely. yeah which i think is really important as well so yeah thank you so much for joining me today and thank you very much for doing oh,